squadron. They called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. I know, and I can see it from some of the faces here, that I'm disappointing some people by doing this. People who believe in our message and believe in what we've been doing. I also know, though, it's the right thing for me to do. What a big man, huh? Chris Christie leaving the race after learning that nobody liked him or wanted to vote for him. <laughs> he just, and he talked about all those sad faces. I don't know if you saw that video I put out. Uh, there were sad faces. Yeah, but they're always sad when they show up for a, a Chris Christie, whatever it was. It wasn't a, quite a town hall. It was more like um, little kids show and tell, you know, like people sitting Indian style on the ground. And uh, pretty soon they got uncomfortable and they didn't want to be there. And uh, why do we come? And uh, they start looking sad. And, um, oh, gosh, somebody has got to tell Nikki Haley that she does not look good in those blue jeans. She thinks she looks hot in those jeans. She does not. She's a little bit too, I can tell, she's a little bit too into her clothes and into her looks. I know the feeling. I haven't had that feeling in a long time. But when you're at your optimal weight and you're feeling great and you got a, I don't know, a brand new shirt, you can be, if you're not careful, a little bit too into yourself. And that's what I see in this Nikki Haley uh, character quite a bit. All right. So what the hell happened uh, with this airstrike? Um, let's see. All I'm hearing right now is the Houthis are vowing to respond after the U.S. lead strikes in Yemen. Uh, Yemen is one hot spot. Let's see here. Uh, Associated Press. Israel-Hamas war. Uh, U.S. says it does not want wider war as Houthis vow to respond to strikes. We're not interested in a war with Yemen, a White House spokesman said. As a senior Houthi official called U.S.-led strikes on their forces folly and promised to retaliate. Oh, gosh. Um, a White House spokesman said Friday that the American-led military strikes on Iranian-backed Houthi rebels in Yemen were not intended to ignite a wider regional war even as Houthi leaders and their allies vowed to respond. I still got to figure out more about these Houthis. You know, they're more uh, potent than Al-Qaeda, even ISIS. They've got helicopters. They've got planes. They've got training manuals. They've got an officer's club. We're not interested in the war with Yemen. We're not interested in a conflict of any kind, said the spokesman, John Kirby. I don't think that's the right message. I don't think that's the right message. I think after you smack them, you know, we're happy to smack you again if you don't get in line. Conflict? Hey, we got an entire uh, war department. We got a Pentagon. You know, we're built for conflict. We don't want any conflict. We're not looking for any trouble. That's the wrong message. Let's see here. He goes on. In fact, everything the president has been doing has been trying to prevent any escalation of conflict, including the strikes last night. Uh, The U.N. has something to say about this that all parties involved in the conflict in the Middle East must not escalate the situation even more in the interest of peace and stability in the Red Sea and the wider region. Oh, yeah? Well, the Houthis started it, and then so did Hamas. So we got to finish this job. Uh, It is weird that we haven't heard from Biden at this point, and John Kirby, that nervousy game show guy, is calling all the shots. I don't like it, do you? Do you? It's a very strange little, uh, there's a vacuum. There's a vacuum. And you know, you know who can fill it. 
You know who's ready to fill it. Um, cut five. We're just days away from the Iowa caucuses. What percentage of your time these days is spent on your campaign? And what percentage is spent on your legal issues? Well, see, my legal issues, every one of them, everyone, civil and the criminal ones, are all set up by Joe Biden, crooked Joe Biden. This is something that's never happened in this country. Even when you look at this, this is all about Biden and her meeting. So even the civil ones, this is civil, they're set up by Biden. Uh, every single just about case that I'm involved in is set up by Biden. They're doing it for election interference. And in a way, I guess you'd consider it part of the campaign, because if you really look at it, they are doing this. It's never been done like this in this country. It's like we're a third world country, a banana republic. But every one of the things that you write about are Biden indictments. And uh, I don't know, you know, I just got a poll. We just had a poll. It just came out and we're leading massively in Iowa. We're leading very big in New Hampshire. We're leading because the people understand this stuff. These are all set up every time somebody sees me in court. Remember, Joe Biden and his thugs that surround him did it. They're trying to get a man in office that can't put two sentences together, and they're doing that. But so far, we seem to do very well. He's right. He's uh, completely right. And there is also this component to the whole thing. Uh, He talked about the Biden part, but what about the Letitia James part? Cut seven. This case is about the facts and the law. And Mr. Donald Trump violated the law. Wow. When she says it just like that, it must be. No, it's uh, it's Letitia. Cut eight. Former President Donald Trump took time off the campaign trail for closing arguments in his civil fraud trial in New York City, where he is accused of falsifying financial documents for a decade. With his businesses in New York at risk and after a long day in court, former President Donald Trump arrived at one of his New York properties to speak to reporters. We have our best poll numbers. We have the best everything despite this. And maybe because of this. With just days before the Iowa caucuses, Trump says his legal challenges here in New York and elsewhere are now part of the campaign trail. Are you planning to show up in court? Yeah, I want to go to all of my trials. Thursday saw the closing arguments over the extent of fraud in the New York civil case. Judge Arthur Nguyen, who has already concluded Trump and his two sons have defrauded banks and companies by inflating assets, is now weighing the scope of penalties. An explosive scene unfolded in the courtroom as Trump spoke up and veered outside the bounds of what the judge said he could say. This is a fraud on me. What's happened here, sir, is a fraud on me, Trump claimed. You can't listen for more than one minute. This has been a persecution, he directed at Angoran, prompting the judge to cut him off and tell Trump's attorneys to control your client. And while New York state attorneys finished their closing arguments, Trump was already gone pumping his fists as supporters cheered him at his 40 Wall Street building. New York State Attorney General Letitia James. This case is about the facts and the law. And Mr. Donald Trump violated the law. Wow. So, I mean, my gosh, it sounds really bad for Trump. Uh, it's not. It is political persecution. You know, Letitia James even tweeted out that thing that was totally, totally discredited. That Mar-a-Lago is only worth $24 million. She has it right there. She says it's valued at $24 million, according to the um, Palm Beach County Assessor, and Trump valued it at, I think, $400 million. Um, 
The place is now worth about $1.5 billion. billion. Anybody who knows anything about real estate, anything about Palm Beach, ever been to the place, $25 million will get you a condo in that big building called the Bristol. It will get you a condominium, a big apartment. It's not going to get you Mar-a-Lago. Mar-a-Lago is on the ocean. It's on the ocean. They got, they, it's beachfront property for $25 million. No, it's impossible. But what are they going to do? What's Trump going to do? The media not backing them up. Uh, the legal community, they've gotten the message. Uh, defend Trump at your own peril to your, look at Rudy Giuliani. And that leaves it to us, the people. But a lot of the people don't know, don't know. And constantly barraged, bombarded with fake news reports all the time. Well, thank goodness for that guy on Shark Tank. I don't like Shark Tank. I can't get into it. I think they're always mean to those uh, those people with their ideas. And sometimes the, some of those sharks, I mean, what makes them so smart? <laughs> you know, I just, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't like that Barbara Corcoran. I don't like... Um, What's the other guy? I don't know what his name is. I, not Mark Cuban. No, not Kevin O'Leary. All right, let me just use the shorthand. Who's the black guy? Him. I don't like him. Uh, Kevin O'Leary. Actually, I don't like him either. He's the bald guy, right? I don't like him. But he makes a good point on this. Um, he makes a good point. He was on. He was. He was on the fake news yesterday, and he said this about Trump and what he's going through. You've been doing real estate for decades. Does this case strike you as odd? Well, let's leave out Trump for a minute and let's leave out politics and just talk about what happens in real estate development anywhere. So if you're a developer and you've got a building on on a block anywhere in America and it's worth, let's say, $500 million and you want to build a building right beside it, you go to the bank and say, this building is worth $500 million. I'd like to borrow a construction finance loan against this asset, and I want you to tell me it's worth $500 million too. And the bank negotiates with you and says, well, no, we think it's worth $400 million. And you fight it out. You're always trying to show your assets in the brightest light with the sunshine you could possibly determine for them. You want them to be worth the very most. Because you're only going to get a 40 or 50 percent loan to value, as it's called. Then you borrow that money. In the case of a 500 million dollar asset, maybe you get 250 million, and you build a new building with a construction finance loan. And so that's what this case is all about. What? And, and by the way, forget about Trump. Every single real estate developer everywhere on earth does this. They always talk about their asset being worth a lot, and the bank says no. And that's just the way it is. So in this case, when I'm trying to figure out, and I'm not pro or con, or I don't care about the politics, who lost money? Nobody. The bank got paid back the construction finance loan, and a new building was built. And if, if you're going to sue this case and win, you've got to sue every real estate developer everywhere. This is all they do. This is what they do all day long, every day. So I don't think this thing will ever survive appeal, regardless of what the fine is. This doesn't even make sense. Now, look, I know Trump's got a lot of problems in other indictments and everything else. But but this if you're a real estate developer, you're watching this, you're saying, what is this? This is ridiculous. Well, good for uh, Kevin O'Leary. Why do they call him Mr. Wonderful? And I'm looking at the guy. Uh, 
as I called him, the black guy, Damon John. Actually, I met him. I, he's he's one of the guys I like. Barbara Corcoran, I don't like, and I guess it's the Mark Cuban guy who uh, is always kind of I don't know. I think there are too many people on that show who come in with good ideas and they nitpick and they're they're not very nice and they're kind of very very confident in their riches and. Uh, I, I, there's something about Shark Tank. I know it's a popular show. Kevin O'Leary, though, how about that for some truth? I haven't heard anything like that since this far started. And the other indictments, which I am actually better schooled on, especially the Alvin Bragg indictment, where nobody in the world has ever been prosecuted for this, for reporting money to the IRS as income, as income. Alvin Bragg actually says that as part of the criminal scheme, they reported money to the state tax authorities as income, and somehow they're in trouble for that. You know, I can't stand Fox News. I'm sorry. Shannon Bream, they're always delighted. The country is going down the tubes, but they are delighted. Today I heard them talking about, they always have that end-of-show thing, that end-of-show nonsense, and they're all giggling and laughing. It's called the kicker. It's called the kicker. You know, some... They got a video of a monkey taking a shower, and they all think it's cute. Shannon Bream, my goodness gracious, she hosts the Fox News Sunday show. The Fox, and she did not, when the Mueller report was rebutted by the Durham report, you know how much time she spent on the Durham report? Zero. Zero minutes. Anything that might be exculpatory or favorable to Donald Trump, they ignore. Something tells me that there is... um, a guy who runs the place who uh, has a has a beef. A guy or a girl. I don't know. Somebody in management seems to have a big beef with Trump. So uh, his allies in the media are few and far between. But I consider myself a strong ally and a friend. And uh, I'm doing what I can. I'll be right back. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hope those kids are doing all right at James Madison High School after they were uh, basically expelled, the entire school expelled to make way for the illegal aliens who took over the school uh, midweek, mid-school year. Because, uh, you know, they're special. <laughs> they're special. And um, we didn't want them to get wet. All right. I don't want anybody to get wet, but it does rain. And Eric Adams, you did decide to house them at Floyd Bennett Field, which is right next to uh, what again? The water. Uh, that's on you. Chronic mismanagement. But to put them in that high school and the kids to stay home. You skip the Javits Center, you skip Fort Wadsworth, you skip Fort Hamilton, you skipped uh, Goldwater Hospital, you skipped a million different places you could have put them. Why there? And I told you, we looked it up, right? Uh, James Madison High School, smack dab in the middle of uh, a neighborhood dominated by Trump voters. Actually, it's a very, very red little uh, little corner of Brooklyn. Chuck Schumer went to that high school. 
graduated valedictorian, bookworm that he probably was, uh, do you think his parents would have tolerated uh, Chuck being prevented from his schooling for even one day, one class, one period in favor of illegal aliens? Huh? No, that never would have happened. Ruth Bader Ginsburg's parents never would have let that happen. Uh, and the parents today are irate. But it was just in, in this is not on the parents. I mean, the idea that they would even have to, have to, like, <laughs> petition to keep their kids in school and the government takes them out of school to make way for the illegal aliens. Where the hell were you, Chuck Schumer, fighting climate change again, protecting democracy from MAGA? You lost your soul. I know how it happened, too. Two, uh, Three things happened. Trump derangement syndrome, totally jealous of Trump. He's known Trump since the 70s, right? And Chuck Schumer was the guy he was going to be president, not this savage Trump. Chuck Schumer was the man who ran for the assembly at the age of 22. What kind of freak thinks they can be a, 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 your representative at 22? An egomaniac ham like uh, like Chuck Schumer, that's who. His whole life in elective office, and Trump walks in <laughs> first time out and wins. All right, so that made him crazy, crazy jealous. Um, AOC gets elected to Congress and finds herself on the cover of Time magazine. Everybody thinks she's the hottest thing in the in the on the left in the Democrat Party. She starts making noises about running for Chuck Schumer's seat. He gets he gets nervous, and what does he do? Goes totally radical, wacko left, and it's solidified. By something that happened early in 2017, I can't remember what the issue was, but it was like the last vestige of semi-sane Chuck Schumer, and he voted against the left on a on a on an issue that they liked, and a mob of leftist lunatic socialists showed up at his house with torches outside. They hang Mike Pence. They wanted to hang Chuck Schumer. And he's like, I am never, ever, ever, ever going to let that happen again. <laughs> he's the, so he is as left and as woke as they come, wearing that kinte cloth, taking a knee for George Floyd and the rest, right? Betraying the cops, allowing this city to burn during Black Lives Matter summer. And I'm looking at his office right now. What's in front of it? A bunch of Palestinian flags. You know, the left, y- y- you'll never really win over the left, Chuck, all right? But you lost yourself. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. You know about the border crisis. You know probably that Texas is doing everything it can to fix the situation. It's being uh, handicapped and undermined by the federal government. Uh, They should be getting back up. Governor Greg Abbott, that guy is a hero. I like him. Uh, a lot, and uh, he has ordered his uh, National Guard to do whatever it can to secure the border. Now, there's only so much it can do, but but I like this, and it looks like the whole matter is heading to the Supreme Court. The Texas mil- there's a Texas military department, and they seized a city-owned golf course located in the busiest border crossing point along the Rio Grande. The Texas National Guard then ejected U.S. Border Patrol agents from the park and took total control of this section of the U.S.-Mexico border. Uh, Border Patrol officials uh, told Breitbart that that Texas National Guard units quickly moved into Shelby Park in Eagle Pass on Thursday 
The guardsmen erected barriers around the park and instructed Border Patrol agents to leave the area. This move only serves to raise tensions at the ground level between the state and Border Patrol agents who are bound by policy set in Washington, D.C., the official stated. If the number of crossings we saw in December return, we'll be the first ones the state calls to deal with another humanitarian crisis of that magnitude. (laughs) All right. Then, you know, there are 16,000 illegal Chinese trying to enter the country since October. October's not that long ago. 16,000 through the southern border. I've never heard of that before. Never. Have you? Um, Hello, Barb. Oh, wait. Well, hold on a second. I got. Yeah, Barbara, hi. Hi. Yes. Good afternoon. Um, Greg, as you're talking about different things going on in the news today and our, our fearless leaders, Letitia James and Chuck Schumer and Eric Adams, et cetera. Um, I was looking at quotes from Martin Luther King, quotes that are particularly applicable to our situation right now. And this one is aimed at those feckless leaders. He says, may I stress the need for courageous, intelligent, and dedicated leadership, leaders of sound integrity, leaders not in love with publicity, but in love with justice, leaders not in love with money, but in love with humanity. Leaders who can subject their egos to the greatness of the cause. Martin Luther King said all that stuff? Yes, he did. He did. Very beautiful. Very beautiful. You know, MLK, you know, finally he has his day. And finally, a lot of us, let's face it, you know, conservatives really appreciate him now more than ever. And the left doesn't. The left, they can't stand him. That whole color, uh, you know, being judged on the content of your character, not on the color of their skin. The left hates that. <laughs> that 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 undermines their whole approach now. It's all about surface, nothing about what's on the inside. All right, that's great, Barbara. Shoot us with some more stuff. Uh, um, Greg, he also said, nothing in the world is more dangerous than sincere ignorance and conscientious stupidity. Uh, <laughs> conscientious stupidity. Well, uh what is that? Leaders who are ignorant and who are stupid. What do they think? What do they think? They're twisting our law so that Donald Trump can't get a proper defense. Do they think that this will never come back to them? It certainly will come back to them. Do they think that they're immune, that they're powerful enough, that they will be exempt from these winds that blow in our country, blowing through our laws like they're not even there? These people are very ignorant. They have not studied the Constitution. They have not studied the history of their country. They don't know how stupid they are. You know, the conscientiously stupid thing, it does now make sense. This campaign against Trump, the legal campaign, the lawfare, as they sometimes call it, the phony indictments, that's conscientiously stupid. Barbara, we thank you so much. Thank you for that wisdom. And you know who's really conscientiously stupid? I mean, all the time with the stupidity and the corruption, Liz Cheney. And guess what? I came within 30 seconds of seeing her face to face. I just missed her. And I thought, what would I say? I was like, damn it. She was just here. Shoot. I just missed her. And I thought, what would I say to her if I really was face to face? I have some ideas. But first, Liz Cheney on 
this week on that dopey view show, The View, cut 26. Would you ever run for president? Oh, well, um, I, I haven't, I'm not going to rule it out. I haven't made a decision um, about that. Haven't the voters kind of ruled it out? She lost by 40 points re-election to the Congress, to the House of Representatives. Doesn't really go too well if you lose a House race and then turn around and run for for president. I mean, has anybody done that before? Abe Lincoln did something along those lines, actually. But uh, but Liz Cheney is no Abe Lincoln. And there was this audience at The View. Where do they get them? I mean, uh, cut 27, please. I do have people say, oh, my God, I didn't know you were normal. <laughs> um, and I have to tell you guys, I've done a lot of interviews, but but you guys make me really nervous. Oh, so. no, 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 we're all on your side today. I know. To tens of millions of Americans, you stood by your integrity and you stood up for the country, and that matters so much. Whoopi asked me to listen to your book. It's one of the best books I've ever read. So congratulations on that. The dopiest book I ever read. And make up your mind, Sonny. Did you listen to it or did you read it? There's a difference. Um, mm, what would I say to her? I thought, would I, would I play it cool? Would I just blow her off? Or would I point my finger at her and call her a traitor and a liar? I actually think she's one of the few public officials that I would openly berate. I think I would point my finger at her and call her a traitor and a liar. And all the lies in the world are not going to make up for the sins of your family and your father bringing us to the Iraq war on a lie. I don't think I can help myself. And I think this is a free country. I'm allowed to say that stuff, right? Can't be arrested for that. You could probably stopped and questioned, and the FBI might follow you around for a couple of days. I would certainly never even think of harming anybody, but I could say that with my words. And I think I would say it to her in person. And then I would say, good day. Good day. Have a nice day. Uh, that sounds very reasonable. Hello, Russ. Oh, hi, Greg. Hey, uh, ever since you mentioned how much better you looked in jeans than Nikki Haley, I can't stop wondering if stop, there are... Stop, 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 stop. Uh, first of all, uh, I didn't say that about myself in jeans. I did not say that. Right now, it's I, I feel dumpy. I feel like Bill Belichick, all right? I'm not looking good in anything these days. So uh, I didn't say that. Stop doing that you do that a lot when you call in here and you say i said something when i didn't say that all right I just... all right all right all right okay, all right okay. you're on thin ice as it is russ i well... won't fall through greg uh are we the saudi arabians ally now 20 years after 9 11 they blew our buildings up we're fighting their battles right is that what's going on is that what's going on you and your leading questions look saudi arabia is and was an ally all right the saudi government did not do 9 11 19 of the hijackers were from Saudi Arabia. We have bad people in America who do things all the time. It doesn't mean the American government was necessarily involved, okay? Yes, Saudi Arabia is a friend. Do they have information to portions of their government, which, by the way, they got friction with their own government, just like we have friction within our own government. They've got the uh, the secular side, and then they got the royal side, and then they got this... Uh, this divinity side, they've got, they've, they're always warring with each other, all right? You think we got problems? They got problems too. It, like, it, so they're always going to battle with each other. So, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know what you're getting at. You, you, you think it would be good to just uh, give them the finger and uh, say, screw you and your oil? We can't do that right now. 
I know that's not a perfect country. They chop people's heads off. I don't like it, but you know what? Um, <laughs> I mean, they're not actively going against U.S. interests, all right? Uh, I know they have not been forthcoming with some of the information, and quite frankly, neither has our own government on a lot of the stuff related to 9-11. For the record, I do believe that 9-11 actually happened. You'd be surprised how many people, and like Rosie O'Donnell, and think 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 that, you know, it was a hoax or something or there was explosives in the building. I don't buy any of that stuff. They hijacked those planes and they crashed them into the World Trade Center. We lost 343 firefighters, 23 cops, 37 Port Authority cops, and nearly 3,000 of our friends, neighbors, relatives, and total strangers. That was one of the worst things that ever happened. But some amazing things came out of that day, believe it or not. You know what I mean? And uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah, that's how I feel, Russ. Greg, can I tell you, though, we're getting drawn into a wider regional war, and that's bad for Donald Trump. We're getting drawn into a wider regional war. Well, sometimes you got to kick some ass. I don't know. Iran, someone's going to have to take care of Iran sooner or later. They're about 10 minutes from getting a nuclear weapon. All right. Whether it's good or bad for Donald Trump, it's good or bad for America right now is uh, what I'm thinking. And you know what? It's what Donald Trump is thinking as well. Thank you, Russ. Let's do uh, Pastor Jay from Las Vegas. Hello? Hi. How you doing? Trump's going to soar in 24. Remember that. Are you a pastor? Yes, I am. All right. Uh, he's going to soar in 24. Oh, it rhymes. All right. Yeah. Are you a self-appointed? What? I can't take credit for it. It was one of your other shows. I think it was Dominic Carter. Um, All right. Guy, All legal, right. legal guy. Yeah, he said Trump's going to soar in 24. But I had a couple quick questions. Yeah. Um, one is uh, the John's Cats and Cosby's on 972. Does he own that? Hey, hey, you know what, Pastor Jay? Uh, ch- check your local listings. Do we have a radio guide, TV guide? You sound like a radio head. Check it out. All right? Are you really a pastor? That doesn't sound like you're a real pastor. What's okay, the difference? What's the difference between uh, Leviticus and Chronicles? What do you mean? What's the difference? What's the difference? Just describe to me Leviticus. Describe to me the Chronicles. I'm not here to be tested. Ah, I'm testing you. I just want to figure out if you're a real guy, if you're really who you say you are. You, you want to talk about the trouble you got on on TV while you're not on TV no more? I'm on television. I'm on television every night. See, this is not a – see, I ask you about the Bible, and you try to embarrass me with a fake with, – with something fake. Are you talking about the trouble I was in in 2012? Are you talking about that, Pastor Jay? What kind of pastor goes and, and refers to something like that? Hmm? I told Wait, you, I, I knew you were a phony and a fraud. I knew it. I knew it. You're on, going there pointing. Everybody on 770 got Yeah, there you go. You're a, you are a phony and a fraud, Pastor Jay. You can't answer the first question. Why do you call yourself Pastor Jay? Why would he call himself that? Second, why, in the, why in the world would you call yourself that? Why would, you, why would you call yourself that, Pastor Jay? Pastor Jay. And what's wrong with second chances, Pastor Jay? Something tells me you're going to need a second chance very soon, Pastor Jay. Was he thrown out of divinity school? Huh? <laughs> How about that? I knew it right away. I knew it right away. I just knew it. I just knew it. Would you call that intuition or savvy? Or just what? What would you call that? Both. Both. I don't know. Maybe I'd call it brilliant. Lewis in Florida, hello. 
Okay, Leviticus is about the laws of God. Hey, that wasn't a test for you. It was a test for uh, pastor, uh, whatever, the fake pastor. What's on your mind, Lou? Well, I'm, not a pa- I'm not a pastor. I'm a, uh, America needs to come back to the, to the uh, uh, proclamations, repentance proclamations like Abraham Lincoln and George Washington. We, ne- we, ne- we need to have a national repentance and prayer proclamation. Okay, let's make it happen. Thank you, Lewis. I would love to uh, – look, I'd love to see more prayer. I think people got to get right with God. Um, and we got to get away from those fake pastors like Jay in Las Vegas. Let's do one more, Ernest, in uh, wherever you are. Hi. How you doing? I, 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 that gentleman that was just on, and, and the woman before earlier, Barbara, she's talking about bravery and courage, and that's what you have. You have a good mixture of that, sir. But bravery and courage in the people is us knowing these laws, the American laws that protect us. So the gentleman that was just on about the Bible and God – Public Law 97-280. That is, the Bible is the bedrock foundation of our constitutional laws. And all of our laws come from that, from the Bible. That's why our national motto, which is Title 36, USC 302. All right, hold on with these. Wait, wait, wait. How do you know all these numbers? I read a lot. I know, but you read a lot. I read, too. I don't remember the numbers. What's What's the law about the Bible? Public, it's PL, Public Law 97-280. And that is, the Bible is the bedrock foundation of our Constitution, law of the land. Pub, all right, that, all, uh, public Law 97280, where, where, where do you find that? Is that Public Law New York, Public Law Federal, Public Law what? Federal, Federal Public Law. You, you could do a word search. I will, I will. 97280? Yes, sir. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, look, we talk about Judeo-Christian values, and I know our founding fathers basically said, if you don't believe in, if if you're not if you're not a virtue and you don't believe in God, you know, you basically, the founding fathers were God fearing. Not saying you have to be Christian. Not saying you have to be uh, Jewish. Not saying you have to be Islam or whatever Muslim, but you have to believe. Otherwise, this whole system won't work. And I think we're getting a taste of that right now. It's not working. Thank you for the. Uh, I'm going to look it up eventually. (laughs) Thank you. Be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. You know, I love it when uh, people think they're really going to get under my skin somehow by bringing up uh, that accusation against me back in 2012 when I was falsely accused of sexual assault. Uh, people, it's fascinating when, when, when you see yourself written about or spoken about on TV, um, how virtually everything about that case that I heard, <laughs> almost everything was wrong. And when I hear about it, written about, uh, charges were dropped. Well, no, they were never even brought. Okay. I was never even, uh, and the case fell apart due to lack of evidence. No, actually, the district attorney actually said there was no lack of evidence. They had all kinds of evidence, and they determined that there was no crime. Uh, there was nothing. It was a fake allegation. I know that. Uh, the New Yorkers know that. And I got to tell you, um, if you haven't been through a public scandal, I, I, I kind of highly recommend it. All right? I, it's, it's not fun. It's uh, it took me uh, a long time to get over it, but 
I don't know. You learn so much. It is an amazing learning experience. Uh, you find yourself operating at a level that you did not know you could function. Um, if you told me, you know, a, a week prior or whatever, this is about to happen, I'd be like, oh, my God. But when it happens, you, you rise to the occasion and you know how to, you know, you're, you're going to know what to do. I mean, well, it was easy for me because I was innocent. All right. There's that. Uh, but due to the fact that, you know, I had a, uh, at the time I was working at Fox five, my father was the police commissioner. There was tremendous public interest. I never knew that some of the stuff that was going to happen would happen. I mean, you know, pu- the way the story was handled by the New York times, I thought was, look, I'm not saying it wasn't a newsworthy thing, but I thought that they would have the common sense to not report on an investigation, which could be, you know, it could lead to where it ultimately did, my complete and total exoneration. I thought they would wait until something happened. I don't know. There was some irresponsibility there on the media's part. But I learned a lot. I never felt so powerfully the the love of my, my parents, my brother, my aunts, uncles, and cousins, neighbors, friends, total strangers, and God, I I saw his hand. Now I see it. Now it all makes sense, and I'm totally grateful. And if anybody ever brings that up, just 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 so you know, I'm actually happy to talk about it because it was such an amazing experience in retrospect. It was terrible at times. Yeah, you know, in a way, it was the worst possible thing that ever happened to me, but it was also one of the greatest things that ever happened to me. And uh, it was so illuminating and refreshing. And, yeah, there were things that I had to correct. Nothing that had to do with anything you read in the newspaper, but things that I had to do better at, which which I ultimately did. I'm, you know, ultimately. Well, anyway, all right, it's Friday. Ooh, hey, we want to thank Grimaldi's Pizza. My goodness gracious. They are the, the best pizza in New York. And... um I got a great big Grimaldi's pizza right here. I don't know why these things show up, but I'm not. Nobody told me to plug Grimaldi's, but I've been eating it uh, almost every Friday. It's pizza day around here, and there are three great locations. Perhaps the most famous one is the one in the limelight. You know that old church that's no longer a church. It used to be a discotheque. Well, now it's a pizza joint. Grimaldi's, uh, the limelight, discotheca. 656 6th Avenue. Where is that? Like 18th Street? Something like that. Uh, there's one out in Douglaston, and there's one in Harlem, 256 East 125th Street. Grimaldi's. Our pizza? You know what they used to say, right? You've tried all the rest, now try the best. Every pizza place in the world had that. They say our pizza is 100% pure Italian from our 1,400-degree coal-fire oven to our Italian bloodline. Wow. Pretty, uh, that's good pizza. Thank you. There's the music. Great weekend to be continued.